golf course of all places and the docs in emergency say he'll need surgery right away maybe even a total replacement are you crying boone asked his tone verging on a challenge as he processed the flow of information she'd just let loose he hated it when women cried especially ones he happened to love and couldn't help out in any real way yes molly answered rallying a little. I am. After the surgery comes rehab, and then more recovery, weeks and weeks of it. Boone didn't even reel in his line. He just dropped the pole on the rocky bank of the river, and watched with a certain detached interest as it began to bounce around, an indication that he'd gotten another bite. Molly, I'm sorry, he murmured. Bob was the love of Molly's life, the father of their three children, and a backup dad to Griff and Fletch as well. Things were going to be rough for him and for the rest of the family, and there wasn't a damn thing Boone could do to make it better. Talk to me, Molly, he urged gruffly, when she didn't reply right away. He could envision her, struggling to put on a brave front, as clearly as if they'd been standing in the same room. The pole was being pulled into the river by then. He stepped on it to keep it from going in, and fumbled to cut the line with his pocket knife, while Molly was still regathering her composure, keeping the phone pinned between his shoulder and his ear so his hand stayed free. Except for the boys and her and Bob's kids, Molly was all the blood-kin Boone had left, and he owed her everything. It's... Molly paused drew a shaky breath. It's just that the kids have summer jobs, and I'm going to have my hands full taking care of Bob. Belatedly, the implication sank in. Molly couldn't be expected to look after her husband and Griffin and Fletcher, too. She was telling her thick-headed brother, as gently as she could, that he had to step up now and raise his own kids. The prospect filled him with a tangled combination of exuberance and pure terror. Boone pulled himself together, silently acknowledged that the situation could have been a lot worse. Bob's injury was bad, no getting around it, but he could be fixed. He wasn't seriously ill, the way Corey had been. Visions of his late wife wasted and fragile after a long and doomed battle with breast cancer, unfurled in his mind like scenes from a very sad movie. Okay, he managed to say. I'll be there as soon as I can. Are you at home or at the hospital? Hospital, Molly answered, almost in a whisper. I'll probably be back at the house before you get here, though. Boone nodded in response, then spoke. Hang on, sis, he said. I'm as good as on my way. Griffin and Fletcher don't know yet, she told him quickly. About what's happened to Bob, I mean. Or that you'll be coming to take them back to Parable with you. They're with the neighbor, Mrs. Mills. I want to be there when they find out, Boone. Translation. If you get to the boys before I do, don't say anything about what's going on. You'll probably bungle it. Good idea, Boone conceded, smiling a little. 
Molly was still the same bossy big sister she'd always been. Thank God. Molly sucked in another breath, sounded calmer when she went on, though she had to be truly shaken up. I know this is all pretty sudden. I'll deal with it, Boone said, picking up his fishing pole, reeling in the severed line and starting toward his truck. A rusted-out beater parked up the bank a ways, alongside a dirt road. He knew he ought to replace the rig, but most of the time he drove a squad car. And besides, he hated the idea of going into debt. See you soon, Molly said. And Boone knew, even without seeing her, that she was tearing up again. Boone was breathless from the steep climb by the time he reached the road in his truck, even though he was in good physical shape. His palm sweated where he gripped the cell phone, and he tossed the fishing pole into the back of the pickup with the other.